Good afternoon. Good evening. We are live. What's up, people? Not too much. Same old, same old. Trying to stay warm in this cold weather. Girl, it was freezing. It was more cold yesterday than it was today, but I'm just ready for the summer, honey. Ready for the summer. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm not a summer person, but I'm I'm tired of this cold, so I'll take it right about now. Yeah, I like the spring. It's really not spring anywhere in the United States that is. So, what area are the, in the, of the country are you located in? MOT. Right now, I just landed in the Midwest. In the Midwest. Okay. Okay. I hadn't been there in a while. Hadn't been there in a while. So, um, how's everybody's day going? All right. Uh, which channel is this on? Your channel. Um, this is actually on the Breakdown, a Woman's Perspective channel. Oh, well, proud channel. Right, uh, Concrete Rose and Eyes channel. Right. Yeah, you got to come join us one day. Well, I guess today is the day, right? <laughs> Has anybody joined us in the chat yet? Yes. Hey, DJ Mozzie. Hey, right? <laughs> Hi, DJ Mozzie. I'm sure people look file on in here soon. Um, but to answer your question, my day has been going pretty good. Um, no complaints at all, aside from the cold weather and um, not being dressed for it. So it was like really cold at work and, um, you know, having on a little bitty jacket. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I guess I need to check the weather because it's cold. Oh, you was out here being cute. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. <laughs> but it's cold. I bet you I'm going to be bundled up tomorrow. Oh, no, that's right. Okay. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, um, OT, man of tomorrow. You have been saying some powerful things around um, this sector of YouTube. And there were a a few things that kind of really, really struck me. And I was um, really, really like, hey, you probably really need to interview this guy. This is going to be good. This would be great. And so, um, you know, the title of the show is called, uh, shit, what is the title of the show? Uh Woman Leaving featuring me. Yes, that. That. And so... You had some pretty interesting views on sex, but I don't want to get into that right off. I um, kind of want to get into um, how you got into SYSBM, um, a little bit of your background, and we'll just journey into it if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, for me, I mean, I've been living this, uh, I guess, a lifestyle, take it or leave it for like the past 20 some years, you know. So it's not anything that's new. Most men who are uh, upperly mobile and moved around. Uh, we've been living this type of lifestyle forever. It's just that it's now being called to. Right. Okay. Okay. So, okay, you are from Mississippi, correct? Yeah. Okay. What uh, what part of Mississippi are you from? Uh, the Mississippi Delta. Okay. Okay. I'm from Greenwood, so I'm, I'm a Delta from Greenwood. Huh? Okay, okay, and we probably know a few of the same people. Probably even be canceled. Well, I don't really have a whole lot of family there, but 
not in Greenville, but in Green. Most of my family's from Green, um, Greenwood, and um, Memphis, and um, a couple of other little places up up there. But we've never really had anybody in um, Greenville. But I do know some people up there. Yep. So, did you come from a two? Go ahead. No, I don't say anything. Oh, okay. Well, did you come from like a two-parent household? Uh, yeah. Well, my dad died when I was in the, uh, I guess, will be considered the tenth grade. But yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Um, did your mom remarry after the fact? No. Okay. So, tenth grade. Um, was your dad like a strong father? Um. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you know, my my grandparents was heavily in my life too. Like, um, my um. My my dad was an over the road truck driver, so my grand my grandparents like the parent of duties kind of kind of slid between my mother, so she was taking care of my grandmother at the time and my grandparents. Okay, okay. So what was it? Did you have any siblings? Oh, too many. Uh, yeah, uh, eight brothers and one sister. Two eight sisters. Bro two. Eight brothers and two sisters. Yes. Sheesh. Yeah, that, that is a lot. That's definitely a lot. Okay. So what was like uh life like um in high school for you? No, it was cool for me. You know, I, I really didn't have any problems in high school. Uh it was an enjoyable experience. I have nothing bad to say about it. I'm glad I did have that experience. You know. So it it wasn't it wasn't stereotypical like people would normally see for some reason. Yeah. So we're like, okay, who? What who does were, that mean? Stereotypical like people would normally see. You know, like stereotypical like you're either like the football guy or the this sort of guy. It's like everybody was kind of treated the same, no matter what walk of life you kind of came from. You know. So it, it wasn't mm, okay. these hardcore cliques and groups and all that kind of stuff. It, it just wasn't that where I was. It just wasn't that. Okay. So what did you do in high school? Um, were you more academic? It sounds like you were more of an academic, right? Academic. Yeah. I, um, I was a statistician for the uh, football team. I thought I played for a little while. And I was a uh, cross-country track. Okay. Okay. Um, did you go to college? No, I went straight to the uh, Air Force uh, graduation. Now. I left graduation. Okay, well, thank you for serving our country. I think that's like the customary thing to say when somebody's been in the military, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into some of these ADA, um, ADOS questions, some of these um, SYSBM questions, because that's really what I wanted to get down to. I wanted to get down to the nitty gritty of some of that. So you I told you whatever you want to ask, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um what so what prompted you um like okay, so basic let's let's start here. Who taught you the game? The game of what? Okay, because you kind of have like a game of life, you have um street sense that people teach oh, oh, oh my kind of life philosophy yeah yeah that's what you mean yeah in a sense your street sense 
life philosophy? Yeah, I mean, I was I was just raised as a fundamentalist Christian, so that's kind of like where my value system came from. So it was it was very easy for me to dodge a whole bunch of stuff out there because nobody from where I'm from was actually doing all that stuff. So we so so after my dad died and we went from living pretty much over my dad's house to back down south. Well, well, not down south, but the southern part of that city. Yeah, that's when I got the introduction into all this stuff. So. So did you come from a very religious background and would you consider yourself yes. have been, as being sheltered when you were a child? I wouldn't consider it sheltered. I mean, uh, um, sheltered. No, not really. I mean, I, I don't think so. I, I okay. think my uh, approach is pretty straightforward. That, that leaves a lot less to... Um, argue about well, but I I, well that question i the reason that i asked that is because a lot of people who come from like religious backgrounds or their family or um or their family is like very religious or maybe um um children that are their parents are pastors or deeply into the church um a lot of times they are um kind of sheltered and prevented from kind of indulging in a, and or be experiencing a lot of things that, you know, people that are more worldly would experience? Well, well, see, my Christian household was a, a lot different. We, we talked about those type of things all the time. It, it wasn't like, you know, I'm again, I'm going to say that we're a stereotypical Christian household where you don't know anything and all of a sudden you go to college and there's this big, wide, expansive world. Like, no, it, it wasn't that way. I think it was more socially informed than most of the people who would be in normal Christian households. Now, me, myself, I'm an atheist, but it's, it's just that I, yeah, that's the way I was raised. So it, it wasn't that, I mean, I was told about and informed about even though I wasn't around. Versus the people who would actually live in those environments, they were not not even taught to how to even negotiate those things, and they were able to point to people in our actual household. Hmm. So that way you can see, uh, see. Well, this this is what went wrong in this person's life because of this. So it wasn't like, you know, you didn't have any experience to know what was going on. You had an actual social example of what it was there. But once you talk or trying to shade you one way or the other, we had living and breathing examples that we can point to from the lessons that were taught in that environment. So how long have you been an atheist? Um, well I left the black church when I when I was uh overseas in uh Germany. Uh so I guess what was that? Ninety nine I guess 20 years by now. Okay. Did your uh, family accept it from you? I don't think they have really had a choice, but. <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, they don't like it. Yeah. I mean, if I still have to go to church whenever I'm in the city or whenever I go home, I still have to go to church. And that's the only way to kind of meet everybody. So. Let me take off these headphones because I'm having a little problem, a couple of problems hearing you really clearly. Okay. So. Growing up in Mississippi, you lived pretty much a normal life. Um, what was your dating like life like? 
Well, <laughs> well, you couldn't really uh, have a dating life down there because most of the young girls were uh, snatched up pretty young. You know, if you was feminine and submissive, you already had somebody that was pretty much you were, you already uh, called for it by the time you even made the high school. And if you was one of those other type of girls, it's very clear since it was such a small place what you was up to. You know, grown men dropping you off at four period type thing. So there really, really wasn't many women in respects to men. So I never got really caught up in or hooked on the actual idea of women until like I left. But since I had had such an education and background on what to do and what not to do that I actually followed, I never crossed that most people fall into. Okay. So did you have a girlfriend or you didn't have a girlfriend growing up? Yeah. Pretty regular, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, have you ever been in love? That's a good question. Because yeah. I, I was going to ask, because he seems so analytical and so logical, which it's not a bad thing um, if he even believes in love because the way he's talking, he just seems like he um, you know, love isn't, isn't a logical thing. So my question was going to, my follow-up question to what he was saying was going to be if he even believes in love. No, I'm, I mean, it's, it's just that I guess the analytical concept that you call love to me is a demonstrated thing. It isn't an emotion. It is something that comes with actual activity. So like the love that I've experienced, the same between my mother and father was very different. There was an equal exchange between each other. The mm. same thing for my grandma, grandfather. There was an equal exchange between each other. It wasn't just love for the term of just the sake of being that. There was an equal exchange culturally between each other. But don't you think that's driven by an emotion? It could be, but at the end of the day, um, I don't think that concept is pretty much, I mean, it's, it's hard for me because um, I actually have to see proof of the actual concept. It just can't be a concept kind of. <laughs> it's hard to show proof of love, like the emotional side of love, you know, well, like that. Sure. Yeah, I, I I can understand that. Well, let me ask you a question, MLT. Has anybody ever been in love with you? Probably. I mean, like I said, I give how I give. And if I don't give back, then I just get out of the situation and I find somebody who else who can reciprocate. Yeah, so you don't know definitely if anybody's ever been in love with you? I mean, how do you know aside from them telling you? Like, if you believe <laughs> No, I mean, because no. I mean, I've, you, know, you can have people who say that to you, but if it's not demonstrated in any other way outside of somebody telling you that, see, see me personally, I don't care about the emotions. I care about the actions rather than the emotions. So nobody's ever demonstrated that to you? Like, oh, yeah. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if they're going to stay around, like, like, like how I understand the actual meaning of love is different than other people. I understand love as in uh, following the rules of the household, keeping things up. That's all considered. Like, I consider love more like a more of a respect thing that's demonstrated mm -hmm. rather than an emotional thing that's kind of not demonstrated. I think, I think that's common. Most men equate love to respect. 
So that's common. They feel like the way in which you show that you love them is by, um, you know, showing your respect for them. So um, I've heard that. I often hear men say that. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise you can be led astray by the idea of love, but if it's never really demonstrated in any shape, form, or fashion, you kind of have to keep asking. I think women have... We have a more romantic view of it, you know what I mean? Um, when we think of love, even when we talk it's demonstrated or our expectations regarding or surrounding how it's demonstrated is much more romantic than men. They think, they most of them seem to feel that your demonstration would come in the form of respect and or um, submission. Submission? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so... So I guess a better way is that for me personally, I don't care about the words. I care about the demonstrated actions of. Have you ever been married? Which would no. Do you see yourself getting married? Sure. Okay. Do you okay. believe in state sanctioned marriages? No. Okay. I mean, I guess I meant do you subscribe to, but yeah, I think you got my, my point. I mean, the reason why is because marriage is, is is not about family creation. Marriage is about an exchange of resources, which I think, I don't know how we got there, but at the end of the day, um, everybody who wants marriage should be fighting for the repeal of the way marriage is right now. Because a lot of people don't want to get married because no one really understands the productivity, how much time it takes to get all these resources and then to lose it because you signed a bad contract, that really isn't a uh, an equal type of thing because men can get everything that they can get out of marriage without being married. You can have a kid without being married. You can get and receive love and sex without being married. But state-sanctioned marriage is a transfer type thing. So yeah, you really it's a can't... rule to me. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's like, more people would get married if there was less risk associated with it. And most so of the do you people think who that? Right. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's just that most people who, who want to go about the numbers and the marriage rates ain't high, they never ask the why behind it. Mm. I mean, we, we, we're in a hookup culture to where people can just walk out of the contract as soon as it's signed, and it's not a really good idea for someone to sign a contract. But when you say that I mean, marriage is about an exchange of resources, what resources, if any, would the man um, receive in a marriage? You, you're saying that he resources. can receive all of those without marrying. Correct. I mean, but see, here's the problem with, 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 with the concept of marriage. Uh, most women gave men too much access to sex, and so now sex don't even seem uh, anywhere that even special anymore. So mm-hmm. normally, you would kind of be within these unions or anywhere toward these unions before you have these interactions. And now that these so many so many of these interactions are actually happening outside of any type of relationship, the further step of marriage is not even needed anymore, unless you actually want to be with the person. This is why you don't have the kind of sexual freedom type thing everywhere else where it actually does work. And here where it really doesn't work, 
this is why you have these problems because not only that, there's places for people to run over. There is no shunning of being divorced. There is no any of those type of things. It's so, interesting that you talk about these things and um, a lot of what you're talking about would be equated and or tied to um, people who have a um, strong moral foundation or strong moral base and a lot of uh, that might come from um, religion or spirituality. Um, you know, when you say that you're an atheist, and I, I probably just don't know a lot of atheists and, you know, haven't um, had a lot of dialogue with atheists. Um, it's interesting to hear you speak of the things that you're speaking of, which generally I would equate to coming from someone with a, a you know, a strong spiritual or you know religious background yeah i mean i mean my only disagreement with the church is that we don't destroy evil whenever it happens that's my only disagreement you said destroy other evil. than that i'll be yes and what there, there's a lot of, of the christian experience that's built upon uh apologizing for one's experience and not really getting rid of problems when they happen like, you know, one of the issues that left that had me leaving the church having to deal with, you know, old ass men and young ass women. And I just could not buy letting that dude off the hook with nothing. So I did what I did and they kicked me out the church. And I decided not to go back until they changed their rules and laws upon me. Because I, I think that once you cross certain lines, the line is crossed forever and you don't deserve forgiveness. If you're going to get forgiveness, that's going to come from somewhere else. Not from us, because you're making us serve two terms rather than one term. So it's it's just that I just don't believe this dude should get off the hook for that type of stuff, for that type of behavior. Wow, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, do you date interracial? Well, let me ask you this: Are you dating right now? Yes. Um, are you in a serious relationship? Yeah. Like going toward marriage and stuff? It could. I mean, it's up to the person and me. Right now, we're just uh, in a serious relationship. We, we, we're we not trying to take things all that kind of far. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do you date? Have you dated interracially? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Okay. Um, so... Is the woman you're with, is she, uh, is she, um, Cambodian? <laughs> okay, great, 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 great. Um, does your family accept her or is it one of those things? Cause like, you know, Mississippi is one of those states that, um, interracial dating is definitely a hard thing down here, yeah. but I think it's yeah. really yeah. like yeah. it's black and white. Yeah, it's damn near impossible in the Delta. There, there ain't no way you'd be able to. No way. Is that because not, of the black people or because of the white people when you say it's dang near impossible um, in Mississippi? No, it's, it's, it's mostly, it's, it's both. It depends on what circles you go to. Mm. So I took her down, I mean, because she's melanated Asian, so she's like as dark as us. But they know she's not from America. They know that. It's very obvious that that's the case. So um, when you say melanated Asian to me, and I know that um, like black and yeah, but when 
when we say black and white, generally those are terms that we use here um, in the U.S. But I mean, I believe that there are Asians of African descent. Like that sounds, you sounds like you're describing a black woman. Yeah, probably. Because even when you, you know, Filipinos, like even, you know, Malaysians, um, that, you know, they have some African descent, some of them. They would have to. I mean, because melanin just don't drop out of the sky, you know. It, right. You know, become that dark skin for no reason. So yeah, I mean, people originated so, from Africa. They broke off and they moved other places. So, so my not point uncommon. is, in Mississippi, yeah. if you're you know dating a, a melanated woman, that you know, even though she may not be African American or she may not be. Um, well, African-American, um, but she's melanated and or uh, a, a black Asian. Um, would you still be side-eyed? I mean, I mean, but here's the deal. I mean, I'm, I'm grown up to the point to where those are people's opinions don't matter. I only see right. those people like twice a year. I live in Colorado. I mean, you know, there it don't really matter. No, it seems like um, I actually went to Colorado last year, I think, for the first time. And who child, there wasn't nothing there at all. I'm I'm surprised you found um, anybody melanated there for the most part. But I guess it depends on what part you are you're in. Um, so have you always dated interracially, or was it a thing that like when you got older? No, I mean you know I, I kind of knew right away, like right off, like once I went from like. Mississippi to like Texas, there was that experience, and I went to Kansas, and there was that experience, and then I went, you know, kind of out of that environment over to like overseas, and it was like totally different. Really? So, did you, when you say totally different, did you have more positive experiences with women uh, from other cultures? But before you answer that question, were you dating white girls before, excuse me, or um, any other races outside of um, Ados women? before you went overseas? Oh, uh-uh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, so when you got overseas, it was totally different. Yeah, it was totally different. Can you describe some of those differences for us? I mean, for some of the differences is that they actually wanted to be with men. <laughs> I mean, you know, my-, my What does that mean? Hold on, let me explain. But it's, it's just that in the United States, they kind of want to be with men, but not really long-term and kind of all that kind of stuff. But over there, their type of societies, they didn't accept the type of the type of lifestyle that most women over here have. You know, they, they really didn't have the type of upbringing that would allow them to be loose and do all this type of stuff in society. Like, they, it, it wasn't like that over there. So and do, it you see that? do you see that as a product of, um, you, you know, the um, being a part of like a westernized society? Or do you think that that is specific to black Americans or black American women? Yeah. It, the behaviors that you're referring to. I mean, because the first person I dated over in Germany, she wasn't white. She was um, Ethiopian. So then, you know, it was still a different type of person. Yeah, that's why I guess you can say, can't, can't say it's limited to westernized environments. 
I, I guess you could say that, but it's just that I was able to distinguish between the two. And so when I went from dating her to somebody in the military, it, it, it had nothing to do with the interactions. It had a lot to do with the family makeup and kind of everything else with the interaction. And so for me, I wanted the type of women that I grew up around, <laughs> you know, that type of traditional type of woman. And I couldn't really get that from the Eidos type woman. And I didn't, me personally, since I had so many options and choices, it's very easy not to pick people who who have such a aversion toward men. It had nothing to do with the uh, negative or positive interactions with women. It is how they are treating the men overall who's actually checking the women whenever they are stepping out of line. And there, and, and there just wasn't that bubble there that actually held women in line. So without that kind of cultural bubble in line that I'm used to having around, you know, being back at home in that small environment, I, I just decided to just move on to, to, to just other things. Because if uh, everybody wants to exercise choice, then I could exercise choice right along with them. Because at the end of the day, we're here for actually what we want to get out of this thing that means the most for us. So you went over, okay, so when you were um, in the States, what were your relationships like when you were um, dating stateside? I mean, pretty much short term, but you know, it's that's just the way it was. You know, that's just the way it was. You know, short term. But. So you did you? Okay, so was it ever like um, you wanted to be with a chick? Like, okay, well, I even better question: Were you hurt by uh, the chicks on stateside, or like, how did that go? No, no. I mean, you know, I know how to get out of situations before they even turn bad. But it's just that at the end of the day, if this stuff is what's the actual norm around, because it wasn't just being with the person that was necessarily bad. It was the value system that kind of came with the person. And once you know that most people around in this area are practicing the same kind of stuff, you're like, all right, well, I'm just going to be here for a while. And once I find something different, so your decisions aren't tied to a heartbreak. So to interact saying, with, then I'm just going to go. Uh, your decisions aren't tied to like heartbreak or anything like that. It's literally She's the value Is system. that just me? Or you can, hear me? can you hear me now? Am I still Borgen? I can hear you. Am oh. I? Yeah, I can hear you all the way clearly now. Oh. I was just asking, um, I was kind of, I guess, paraphrasing what you were saying and um, asking for confirmation. So basically you were saying that your decisions weren't based on like having your heart broken or anything of that nature. You literally um, disagreed or didn't, um, you preferred women with a different value, set of values. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it isn't as black and white, like, like, if I would have stayed in those relationships, yeah, I probably could have ended up there. But see, I knew how to get in and out of those relationships. And I didn't know how much different these things were until I started getting those experiences, you know? So you was Mr. Pump and Dump back then? No, I was Mr. Stay around until the shit don't look right, then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Name me some of the things that... um 
<laughs> Give me some of your red flags. Like you dating, oh, chick, you dating chick. When you ask that question, I can see the disdain on your face. Like, no, no, I really want to know. I really want to know. <laughs> I want to hear this shit. I mean, I really want to know. <laughs> I feel like I'm being interviewed by like my aunt and shit. But oh, I, yeah, you told me you was like, ain't no question off limits. Bring your A game. And I was like, <laughs> he expect all this, this pushback and shit from um from SYSBM or he expecting that kind of stuff. And I said, I'm gonna go the opposite of that. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into the to the to the grit of it. I wanna okay. see, I wanna see the foundation of it. Okay. And since you're a big component of that um sector, I really wanted to see um because I'm, I'm, I want to do more interviews with guys of SYSBM, but I really want to see the foundations and see the commonalities um, that you guys kind of go through. So that's why I'm like, let me get down to the foundational part and then, you know, we'll go from there. But I want to see it from the start. What happened? Yeah, but 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 here's the thing. Um, you don't have to witness a bad situation to know that you're in a bad situation and you need to be out of it at some period of time. Okay, but what what would determine it to be a bad situation? Yeah, like people uh, having no future, uh, don't really have any drive to do anything. So you like hood rats? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know how you come across people in their college age and you you think it's just a phase and like, all right, so you want to, so where is your life actually going? Because I know my life is actually going somewhere. Okay. So it's like, but they just want more wanted to tag along for the ride and kind of hedge their bets, kind of like kind of in, kind of out. But this is the way most people were in the culture, man. So, so it was like, look, if I don't get back around some actual cultured people who actually want to actually work with men, I'm in, I'm gonna, I'm personally gonna be in some serious trouble because you have to understand that I was around a whole bunch of people. Who was going through a whole bunch of nonsense around them? I had so, older people who was going through things. I had most of my aunts and uncles like were not even married because they were married. So I was looking at the entire picture overall. And, and were you equating? I was. I'm sorry. Um, were you equating that mindset with like all black women? Because you say that and, you know, I don't know how big the town was that you lived in or where you were when you realized this, but, um, you know. No, I mean, the, no, my negative personal experiences happened outside of that environment. They didn't happen within that environment. That place is too small for all that stuff to be going. So, so all my experiences came from without that environment. So I was taught that you're going to find what you're looking for on your way to where you're going. You don't need to be looking for things here. So when you, I have a question, I'm sorry. When you see, and maybe I'm, I'm reading this wrong. So when you see a black woman, let's say you're a single man, when you see a black woman, do you automatically, you know, as a single man and you're looking um, for women to date, um, do you automatically assume that um, she's going to fall into that same category that you speak of. I mean, I, I don't care now. I, I go to places where women are pre-vetted. That's how my social circle works nowadays. Can you give me an example? I don't understand. You go to places where women are pre-vetted. Yeah, what? sure. Like, like within my social circle, there's, there's a lot of countries that I go in and out of. 
And so the women within those environments that you pick from those environments, they're some of the best environments to pick women from. The type oh. of you like and everything else. So it's so not like right. yeah. you're meaning dating someone that uh, you know outside of the U.S. But what sure. about when you're here? When you're like I don't even live here. Uh, I, I don't live here. I see what goes on here, and I know there is no system that holds women in place here. I mean, like I said, I got to where I got, and y'all gonna. I'm, I'm not sure how y'all gonna get up here. I mean, it's just that it's not really my responsibility to tell women what to do. The thing is, we know what we have here within this culture. Hmm. So what caused your dis... Okay, well, let me ask you before I, I, I run off. I do you have a disdain for Eidos women? I have a disdain for the outcome of the boys. I don't hate the women. Okay. Um, By proxy, aren't the women raising the boys, though? So is there some um, you know, ill feelings by proxy because they are the ones responsible for raising the boys. Like I said, I mean, people are looking for mates to be able to steward children. And if the outcome of the children are bad and there's really no checks and balances from other sisters within the actual environment, I'm not indicting all black women because of it. I'm just saying I'm not doing a certain specific thing because of it, because there's no kind of social ramifications of control here. It's kind of like you can do whatever you want to. So in order to mitigate my risk and being in such circumstances and situations, I just decided to just hands off of this type of uh, culture here until it gets better. It haven't gotten better, it haven't gotten a lot worse. I mean, I don't really hate anybody here. I, I don't see any reason to. You know, I already get my needs met. So there's really no reason for me to harbor ill will or anything else. Hmm. Let me see. Um, I'm purely concerned about the outcomes. Say again? I said I'm purely concerned about the outcomes. Okay. The outcomes are not good. And it's not like all women are holding other women to account for what's happening here in the environment for the actual uh, men. You know, I want to be with a woman who can raise my son just in case something happened to me to a, to a damn world destroyer. I don't think that women within this environment are sold out to raise those type of boys. I just don't think so. Yeah, I think we're having that issue both ways, though. I think there's a lack of people holding um, people within their gender group um, uh, accountable for their actions on both sides. Well, I mean, you know, we can do the both sides do a thing, but at the end of the day, y'all give access. That's what y'all do. And at the end of the day, we can't have men holding other women responsible for the access that they give. This is this this is a woman's issue. This these about outcomes. Like like when people talk about community, they're actually talking about the outcomes of the decisions being made by women in said environment. They're not talking about the boys. They're talking about the women in a select group of men who they decided to deal with for whatever reason. Yeah. That's their choice. I don't disagree with that, but I think that there is room for improvement on both sides, and that's my Always. point. Always. Okay. So, when okay in this sector, how long have you been in this sector of YouTube, or how long have you been on YouTube? Mm -hmm. Look at the count. Mm -hmm. Probably like 
maybe three years. Okay. And when did you start to push SYSBM messages and or red pill messages? Well, I could tell you more of the why. And I know you won't like it, but I think that this is something that Damn we right, I ain't gonna like it at all, honey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because right now I am seeing a lot of young guys dating older women. Oh, way really? older. And um, it's become very normal for like, especially, you know, where I'm from and this stuff is happening all over black America, but like a freshly graduated college adult, like 23, 24 to be dating a guy who's, uh, I'm sorry, to be dating a woman who has kids or is probably seven or eight years their senior. Mm. And this person's been psyched up and psyched out to thinking that he's getting the deal of a lifetime when actually he's putting himself behind by uh, putting this person on his team. And at the end of the day, we're not giving fresh people for the fresh men. There's there's really no way of having the freshest amount of women for the, for the freshest amount of guys with inexperience. It's kind of like guys have to cut their teeth on uh, women out here who have a hell of a lot more experience than the guys out here. And given the way that the women have acted in the past, I don't think it's a very good idea for black men to be picking up most of the women within this environment, unless they do some serious vetting. Mm -hmm. And it's just that we can't have this community because a community wasn't handed down. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. But are black women responsible for the fact that a community wasn't handed down solely? As a group or individuals? Yes. Black women are solely responsible. With the men that they chose, yes. That's what these outcomes are based on. <laughs> so if you say with the men that they they chose, then that, yes. that, that means they're not solely responsible. No, they're solely responsible with the men who they chose. There's a group of people here. It's not everybody. Right. So, <laughs> so then if that's the case, we're saying a certain sector of black women along with the men that they chose. Not black women, not not um, black women as a whole. Here's the deal, and this is how you know whether or not you're part of the problem or not. Are are you are you guys married to men at all? No, but I'm engaged. I'm not married. Okay, good, good for you. I'm, I'm um, I mean, I'm in a relationship. All right, let's go. Cool. It's just at the end of the day, I think that what we have left on the marketplace shouldn't be something that people should be engaging in as their first experiences to women, period. I just want people to have a, a round, kind of a greater experience across all of the United States and everywhere else, rather than trying to pick up women within this subsector in this environment. Okay. So, okay, you talked about um, the women being solely responsible for the outcomes of the community, correct? And the men that they chose. And the men that they chose. It's not a large enough group of men to say that it's equal. You know, they're online. You know, the Negro Bucks who's proud to have burned out the community, but they want to 
push their game bullshit all over the place and try to get other people to date these uh, women that they broken. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. So now you said you've been on YouTube for three, three years, right? Probably four, but I'm just going to say three. And you begin to push red pill around the second year, first year. Oh, I mean, like, this sort of lifestyle of knowing the outcomes of actions, most people were already were doing. Okay. It's just now being called red pill. It's just like my idea of staying away from um, women with a certain cultural background, even though it was technically SYSBM, once, it, once there was a name out there, I started to associate that with that because that's what I've been doing and I've been successful in doing. Okay. Okay. So let's move on to something else. Now, when what prompted me to want to do this interview was some of the um, comments that you made on Game Changers uh, platform, right? And I think they were talking about um, controlling a woman mentally and physically with um, sex. And what? <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead though. Go ahead. And so you were saying that, or and I'm paraphrasing, um, you said something about um why are men focused on the orgasms of women? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? And you said as long as you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing as a man, then she should get off on that purely alone. Is that is that kind of what you said? Nope. Okay. It's pretty close though. <laughs> pretty close. Uh, I want to get into that because that was really, really, really interesting to me. It wasn't. You wanted to throw a brick in my forehead when you heard it. Come on. Child, you know I did. <laughs> All right. So this is this is my philosophy and what and what I think along those lines. Um a man should be trading sex for uh, feminine cooperation. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the outcomes of the kids are going to be good based on that. So if the man is overcompensating by giving all this quote unquote great dick and he's not getting no great outcomes because of the great dick, then he's been used as a goddamn fool in the scenario. He's been used as a human dildo, which he's happy with for some reason. Because we know at the end of the day. Dildo. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I mean, if we're not having good outcomes, because <laughs> that's all I care about, the outcomes. Okay. So. But, but it's, it's just that the outcomes are not good. And what y'all like are not productive men on average. Y'all just want to be wild out in the bedroom and all that shit, and y'all don't reciprocate with nothing. So it's like you're getting all this great dick, <laughs> for lack of a better term, <laughs> but uh, we don't have no great outcomes of the community thanks to the great dick that y'all getting. We need to be holding back on giving out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just hold back on that shit and let's uh, make sure that we're actually getting the outcomes that's associated with femininity and not the outcomes of a guy who just want to be a Negro buck around his face. That's okay. it. 
So, so what is the woman getting though? Like, if if the man should be withholding sex, isn't he benefiting from sex? sex? That's not what I said. Okay, I'm sorry. I I don't want a man withholding sex. I want there to be an equal type of um, exchange. Yeah, but yeah, between the two, because. I mean, the way I look at it now, women can get all the dick that they want to, but men can't get all the submission and all that stuff that they want to. So it's kind of a market to where things are slotted toward the woman and all the choices are in the woman's hands, which the woman ain't supposed to be having no choice like this. But uh, I mean, we prefer (laughs) resources over sex. So we would prefer resources. But that's not what y'all date. (laughs) That is not what y'all date. I'm saying, I'm saying community, we no. like some good. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do, but uh, the men like some good mm, too. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I think black women um, traded uh, emotions and feelings down there um, for security, while other races of women, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, I feel that other races of women. Um, prefer uh security over a good feeling and i think they say if they get a uh if they get the security they don't act like they have the good feeling if that makes mm. sense. See, there you go see see that's what no, you, you don't think that's true <laughs> no i don't think that's true let me tell you why okay all these other men are working with the same equipment that the other guys do <laughs> working with the same equipment so if they are or being with other people because women want a hell of a lot more Traditionally, if they're actually going to exchange that from what we have in this environment, it's a better deal just to go somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, most of those people aren't going to act that way. The stereotypical, adults women uh, act like they're just not going to. Okay. Do you feel like um, you get a more respect from other races of women? No, I mean I, I get respect from any type of woman that I deal with. It, it isn't. A certain type of woman that I'm looking for. It's a certain type of cultural background. Okay. Okay. Um, what would you say was Ados Black women's biggest issue, and what could we do to solve it? I mean, I don't think y'all are interested in solving it. But at the I'm end of the day, well, we're asking. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. And y'all have to understand this. There's not enough time to change what needs to be changed and have it demonstrated and be taken seriously afterwards. There's well, not enough time for all of those things. So it doesn't matter. It does still matter what because we're, this is about legacy. What about our children and our children's children? Maybe we, we want, uh, maybe we're holding out hope for them, even if we can't see the benefits of it, to know that our children's children will um, reap the benefits is still, you know, something that we w- that would make most of us aspire to make changes. Well, I have a very easy way that's guaranteed to make sure that everybody is protected based on the track record that they bring. And it's the fall. If you're still on the market, you have to stay out there. If you ain't got a decent guy by now, 
you're not going to get one. Raise the kids that you have and have a better outcome for them and stop worrying about what black men are doing outside of it. That's the only deal I got. I don't, like, not I don't like that. I don't like that answer. <laughs> I know, but that's the deal that y'all been giving out thus far to most men in society. So I'm just saying, if that was such a good deal, then y'all should enjoy the lockout period while we get this stuff cleaned up. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So with SYSBM, um, now we've noticed that the face of SYSBM seems to be um, black men with uh, definitely other races of women, like white women, Asian women. Um, I don't necessarily. Y'all, y'all, huh? I said it could have been y'all. <laughs> so, so you you just you just want to keep digging, huh? No, and listen, I'm just I'm just saying at the end of the day, we're having a conversation about something we already know the answer to. But the thing is, we personally couldn't have avoided that. Like, this is generations in the what? making. This is, I mean, like, to us too, personally. This is generations in the making. Like, this was be even before my birth that these um, things were already set into set into play, you know, regarding the behaviors and the um, gender issues between Black women and Black men. That's a fair point. But at the end of the day, we're here because of the individual decisions that we made. The individual decisions that we made that are, are the reason why we're here. I mean, people are like, oh, have you no heart and all this kind of stuff? Like, yeah, I got nieces and nephews who, who I have to tell this to. I have to tell my beautiful niece that who gets really pretty much no one even talks to her. And I have to explain to her what the ramifications are if you act like your mother. That's that's stuff I'm telling her now. So that way she can get her ass in gear now and be able to compete for those men now. So it isn't just something that I'm just only preaching to men. I'm not telling this stuff to kids and they get it. They're introspective and they get it. So it isn't something that I'm just saying out the blue. It's something that I practice. And there's a lot that women going to be able to get out of this. Like, listen. The women who actually did it right, they're not concerned with SYSBM. They're going to get them a decent dude at the end of the day, as long as they know how to pick a man. But now the men are going to be picking women how women used to pick men. And men need to exercise their level of choice and stop trying to be chose. Being chosen is that non-productive nigga shit. I don't you know, know people you know, I, um, my um, interest has, you know, I'm in a relationship and I am engaged and I've been in rela uh, my prior, my ex, I was in a relationship with from the time I was 15 on. So for me, it's not about, it's not a, a personal thing. Um, it's not even in reference to my children. I have one daughter that's engaged and I have another daughter that has had the same boyfriend since she was 16. So it's not even in relation to them being able to find a partner. But I understand, like I'm looking at the bigger picture and I understand that that the growing, what the growing numbers mean and that, you know, even if my offspring aren't affected, their offspring's offspring might potentially be affected. So I'm trying to figure this thing out now, but not for me, but for my legacy. Yes. I mean, uh, 
What I want is free choice and competition to get the best results. That's the only way to be able to fix this. Free choice and competition. If y'all have competitive circumstances, hey, maybe guys will pick y'all up. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to raise men's level of awareness, what's out here, and allow the options of choice and to go for the best circumstances available and not just trying to just get with somebody because they're just dark skinned. You know, we're, we're, we're out of that. You know, you got to bring value to the table. You got to bring a whole lot more stuff to the table other than just being an ADOS or non-ADOS person who's black. But we can't say that the best choice is go- you can't just exclude a- ADOS women and look for the best choice in other women as if there aren't any good ADOS women that would make an awesome choice. If they're if they're here like you say they are, then there would be no actual problem with those women winning. I'm not saying they're here in mass, but I'm saying they're here. I know they're here. I know a couple. <laughs> it's a couple versus thousands that I know who ain't worth shit. Oh gosh. Yeah. So what would you say is some of the pushback that SYSBM receives? Hold on a second. You got 120 people watching and only 44 likes. What's going on? With that? Child, y'all tell me. I ain't, I'm going to end it right now. No, I'm not going to end it right now. But please. No, <laughs> Don't do that, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, here y'all go. Damn it. Y'all got five seconds. Okay. <laughs> we ain't saying nothing else. We 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 pausing the stream. We're gonna take it to the back chat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, All right, 63. Well, you know, um we're uh and then I got all these damn moderators and child, y'all just ooh damn it, I'm sorry. Well they ain't timing people out either. That's good. No, you know what? We generally have a um, good audience. We barely, we don't really get a lot of trolls just yet. And let me not say, let me knock on wood. Um, because you know they they'll show up, so it'll be interesting. Um, but I wanted to know what are some of the pushbacks that you get on SYSBM. Well, it's mostly coming from cowardly men. It's not really coming from women. Really? It's, it's, it's coming, yes. It's coming from mostly cowardly men because you have to understand that most people who don't like SYSBM are men. Mm. They want to, yeah, they want to, because, because women, it doesn't matter. A woman's going to be able to find what she wants to within this work, with this, within this, uh, environment that we have, it's, it, it really isn't beneficial for women to complain yet about SYSBN because they still got so many options that they can go from. No, we want to, we want to stop it now. I mean, what, what do you mean yet? It's like, what, are work. we supposed to wait it's until late. it's too late? Right. Girl, I'm like, hold up now, God damn it. We, we, uh, <laughs> we, we gonna to, right. um, we're going to do that. We're going to do bud now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, but we're kind of selling black men back to the women that the dating coaches have broke. 
And people are looking at this like this is a good system. It's not. At the end of the day, we need to trade quality men with quality women. And the only way we can be able to do that is not relying on dating coaches and this bullshit game system. It's for men to be able to up their standards and be able to go out and choose women. And I'm not opposed from to everybody. that. To be completely honest with you, I realize that um, these a lot of quality men are hard to find, too. They're not as plentiful as people like to think. So I think that when you are a quality man, that it is important that you have high standards and that you enforce those standards by any means necessary, that you realize your value and that if a situation doesn't suit you, that you bounce. Like, I'm all for that. Like, I, I am a proponent, you know, for men, you know, leaving if the situation does not benefit them. So, you know, I think that's a good thing. But we have an environment to where there's a lot of people who's been accustomed to being on the market for so long. So short-term relationships has kind of ran Black America. Mm. And I don't want people to go through 10 years, 20 years, 15 years of short until they end up probably getting somebody pregnant and end up staying with that person. I want people to be able to up their standards from the people who they interact with, period, from the beginning. So I noticed that in a lot of the um, panels and streams that I've seen you in, you say it's too late for the ADOS Black women, right? Yes, yes. And, okay. Whew. I, I, I really, really wish that that wasn't the case. Um, and so how long do you think that it would take to um, actually get back on, on track? Or, or matter of fact, what do you think will be the outcome of um, the result of SYSBM for black women, ADOS black women? I mean, the results are, if you're not a quality black woman, you're not going to get chose. You're not going to get a grab and go nigga at the end of the day. You're not going to sit around playing the field until a successful man come along. I don't want dudes to be starved out of the system sexually because they're trying to hold out for a specific type of woman. I want you to go out and get an experience of all types of women. So that way, when you try to see a certain type of woman, most likely Eidos, who um, comes up and try to be with you at your height of productivity, that this person has so many other experiences that they know that's the wrong one to kind of engage with. So what do you think that the future will look like for Black women if um, the majority, let's say over 50% of our men leave? Well, it's going to be Project Steph Curry if y'all don't get y'all act together. Damn. Damn. Well, on that note, um, do you have time for a couple of questions from our sure. uh, audience? I'm going to open up the panel. And um, okay. yeah, let's see what we got. Ciao. Um, I, mean, I do want y'all to change, but it's just that this is something that I really don't have that much control over. Y'all yeah. are going to choose the men that y'all are going to be able to have kids with. I have absolutely no control over that. The only thing I can try to control is my side of the specter through choice. Remember, we got here through free choice. So you seem to have very little faith in our ability to ch make change. To, oh, to, no. to um, make changes. 
No, I'm just saying at the end of the day, if you're already making the changes, the guys are already going to notice. And if you're not making the changes, the guys are going to notice that too. Mm. Yeah. Yo. What's up, Gab? How you doing? Hey, bro, Gab. What's going on? Hey, real quick, I, I know y'all going to get a, a whole slew of people up in here. Um, MOT, uh, yesterday I heard you say that uh, when they was asking a question, I, I think it was on Game Changers or, or your own channel, uh, that guys was hunting, not hunting, wrong wrong word guys were seeking the wrong thing when they said that when they were searching for sex and i think you alluded to them make sure that they searching for resources no they was aiming to please the woman sexually right and you was yeah, like look y'all searching <clears throat> for the wrong goddamn thing and then you started to say yeah. that y'all need to uh aim high at, at, at securing resources for yourself and saying fuck, it, fuck, fuck trying to please women sexually. To, can you clarify all of this for me? I thought you was on yeah, yeah. I, I mean, thought you was yeah, on to something. Uh -huh. No, I mean, I, I clarified it earlier, but what I'm saying is that oh, there was God. an unequal exchange here. There was an unequal exchange of men being proud of giving out good dick, but at the end of the day, they wasn't providing for these fucking women out here and having kids with them. That's a problem. So get the good up in the productivity sense, get submission from an actual woman and actually choose better before you end up in one of these relationships that you think you're putting all this good dick down. You, do you think, do you think too many? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. It's just changing the mind frame of it because that is what so much have, have actually uh, defined black men so far in society is how well you can put the dick down. So you right? don't, so, so let me ask you a quick question. You don't want to be known for how well you can put the dick down. You want to be known as producers? Yeah, I'm going to do both. But I'd rather men focus on being productive at the end of the day because that, normally people... Okay. Because because normally people who quote unquote who are proud to put the dick down, normally these motherfuckers ain't shit. So these are the people who y'all picking and y'all are complaining about the fucking outcomes because a lot of these women are still on the market, even though they had free choice to pick whatever they want to. So you just can't say that you chose well, black women in whole chose men <laughs> based well, on productivity question. if they still need productivity, but had a lot of great. Well, let, me ask, let me ask you a question because this is the thing to me um when i was in high school when i went to college when i went to the military um there was a certain type of man that um mostly all men looked up to um and this was uh a certain type of guy and so it's kind of interesting because in one sense it's like guys are telling you they look up to these men and we see how um, other men treat these men. But in the same breath, it's like, well, y'all shouldn't have chose them because of ABCD. But these were the guys that had a lot of admiration from men and women. What do you think about that? Well, all right. I could tell you how that system came about, actually. 
you know, when y'all was out um, <clears throat> picking a subset of guys that y'all picked, it really looks special to have any type of admiration from a woman or even get submission from her sexually. So this is a system that y'all created through starving the actual men out in the marketplace and not feeding them. <laughs> so this no. is a problem that y'all no. created. Y'all created this. Y'all created this by not feeding these dudes. Yeah. Why you think dudes are cracking the fuck out and thirsty as fuck and they see a pair of titties and they fucking and big fucking chin and they'll know how to act. It's always the black woman's fault. Somehow it always comes back to the black woman. Hey, hey, MOT, you saying some serious shit right there, man. Um, so my follow-up, do you think too many of these guys, I mean, you kind of said it, but you you I just want to reiterate the point. You're too much of American culture amongst, I don't know if it's just black men or men in general. Black are, okay, black men are focusing on, on other things like pleasure instead of Getting they 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 actual resource game up. That's that's where you at yeah. with the whole. Th- All right. That's the only thing I want to. That's the only thing I want to change is men to change the actual philosophy of trying to do all this stuff that pleases women. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, y'all gotta be productive too. And I don't see a lot of men pushing productivity for productivity's sake. No, right. so, I, I respect so that, like, dog. Yeah, so what I do respect you that. A lot of men pushing. No, I mean seduction and shit. Yeah, Who me? That, that's all black men push. Who's that's the all asking? majority of these Negro push. Seduction, games, who select, alpha, beta, bullshit, all that dumb shit. That's all these Negroes talk about. And then they'll push yeah. it on to the other people like, this is what makes you cool. And then you'll look at them like, well, damn, what's wrong with you? Why are you all fucked up? Or, mama, why don't you got no man yet? Well, you know, the game, I just ain't win yet. Well, nigga, you ain't gonna never win the goddamn game. So why the fuck I want to play the game that you ain't gonna never win? Like, this is the talks that this is what black people like talking about. Mind you, the people who run ADOS are a pimp, an old-ass nigga that been divorced and get ran over by his woman, a goddamn lesbian, and some goddamn crazy-ass Negro that run ADOS and they want people to now say, well, we all ADOS. It's just like Jesse Jackson now shopping all over again. Like, this is why it's hard to take that deep kind of movement serious because it's like, damn, who keeps on selecting these goddamn players for the goddamn game? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're being realistic about this shit and we're looking at it right now and it's nothing against the people, but I get that there are certain avenues put at play. But then when it's time for when the younger people are starting to say like, yo, man, I'm seeing how mama played the game, how daddy played the game. They fucking lost. Let's just be for real. A lot of the older people, they lost the game. So the younger people are like, I'm not going to play the game. You never beat Tetris. You're never going to win. So now when you got some dudes are like saying, like, you know what? That's stupid. Well, you just don't want to play the game. You just ain't select. No, nigga. You, all these bitches that you done selected, ain't none of them produce anything to help you build. So why the hell would I want any part of them bitches? I ain't trying to call you women bitches, but, you know, we just call them what those men been calling y'all, bitches. So when they been calling y'all that, and y'all be like, oh, yeah, 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 We look, I mean, we ain't saying what they been calling y'all. Ain't like y'all ever trying to check these Negroes. Y'all, no, see, that, that's the thing about it. Let's call y'all, like you see. I don't have to check them because it don't apply to me. 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It don't apply to you for that. But then when they hear a guy like MOT or a brother say, you know what? Y'all motherfuckers are fucked up. Wait, wait, wait. Why are you saying we fucked up? Oh, now that apply to you. You can't pick and choose what don't apply and then all of a sudden what do apply. It's either A, you know you were fucked up, but then it's all, it's like the, it's like when the pastor calls out something in the congregation and you don't want to say amen. He's like, damn, if I say amen, he knows that motherfucker knows it's me. So you don't want to say shit. So you're just like, fuck, I'm going to just say it quietly. I ain't going to say a goddamn thing. But you know the congregation fucked up. That's why you stop going to church. Like, it's no secret right now that we far beyond fucked up. You can't even fix this goddamn car anymore. You might just take it and junk it and get whatever money you can and get the fuck on and just walk. Because this shit ain't going to move. It's done. So whenever we now we're seeing the goddamn Lonnie Love, the Lizzo, all these crazy ass motherfuckers starting to show up. Hell, even Fantasia's crazy ass was we ain't going to pretend like you black women weren't singing that baby mama anthem shit. Oh, yes, we saw all you motherfuckers dancing to that dumb ass shit. So yeah, now, Fantasia come back and say, you know what? I'm going to tell y'all right now. I was dumb as fuck. So I got felony murder. How many beers have you had? How many bills? Beers. Why are you going to... Oh, oh, I'm sober, baby. Oh, this is me sober. This I'm is this is, this is me speaking in tongue to y'all. I'm going to save a soul tonight. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, don't worry. I had the girls at Subway. They took too damn long to make my sandwich. I told them they shut the hell up and make my damn sandwich. They probably might get their pay raise. But you know, they, you know, they MOT was triggering them, so I couldn't get my sandwich. So, you know, it was what it is. Hey, 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 hey let me so are we saying up here, are we actually saying that Lonnie Love shouldn't be loved? Should Lonnie Love be loved? Hell no. No, Lonnie no. Love should not be loved. Why y'all all y'all women? Why all y'all people think y'all deserve love? Why all y'all think y'all some of y'all don't deserve no love? Some of y'all, I'm gonna be for real. Some of y'all, some shout out to the Sam Nation. To, some people just need to die alone. I'm gonna just be for real. Some of y'all, I just want some of y'all just hurt and die alone and the re- let the rest of us just go on. Stay on your damn. Y'all gonna get me, y'all gonna get me ass beat up here. Oh my god. Hey, shout out to Sam Nation real quick before they kick me off. Sam Nation. <laughs> hey, we just be for real now. Some of y'all just gotta be for real. I know y'all already slept about that, sat in y'all tub and thought about it. Some of y'all already know y'all gonna just die alone. That's the why you think Lonnie Love is that's her, she's on her last leg. Just like Whoopi Goldberg and a lot of them other motherfuckers, they know damn, I fucked hey, up. Ain't no damn reset button for me. So I gotta just get what I can get. Let me see if I can trigger a black man to try to prove to me that he's worthy of my love. And that's why I like a lot, like like Willie D and all them say, like, fuck you. You on your own, bitch. Stay your ass out there and die alone. That's what some of these guys and some of these women are telling y'all. Go out there, die alone with that game you've been playing for 50,000 years. I'm not saving you. Fuck that. Are you with a black woman? Huh? Does it matter? Yeah, it does. Why? Because I said so. Wait, wait, wait. So wait. So you're going to say, hunger. let me hit at that. You're going to say that even if I gave you valid information, that because of my sexual choices, no, no, that would I, invalidate. I, I, I'm, just asking, I'm just asking. BMT, no, I, I didn't say any of that. Uh, uh, I don't I, know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It kind of over there, like, over there, like, so I, I, I mean, I'm just saying we do that a lot. Like, we do that no, sometimes. Just, no, but but I asked MOT, was he with a black woman? He explained who I'm he with was. Jesus. I'm with Jesus right now. All right. Yeah, his wife is black. 
I'm with Jesus. Okay. Um, let me welcome to the panel, Mr. Coon. Hey, SKC. Oh, SKC, you not with a black woman, so you already know, like, 96% of what you're going to say ain't going to have no merit. So I'm sorry, man. Pretty much. Hey, sister, should I get off? You got people waiting down here? Um, like, like, case of simp, like, Grinch or somebody when I get up here, I'll move for somebody like that. God. It's a well, simp I down there named Grinch in the um, chat room. Well, I just had a, a quick question real quick, and maybe you could help out with it, Gab. Um, a lot of times we there will be questions will be fielded about SYSBM, and especially while Man of Tomorrow is up here. Um, well, I have a question in the opposite. What is the end result of game? Mm, that's a good question. Man, that's that's a good one. I think he essentially been saying, uh, uh, and I agree, uh, that uh, the end result of game that doesn't change to good intentions uh, is bullshit. You end up with use probably a, a mixture of unhappiness, man, uh, an unproductive relationship. You, you know, part of game is to give women who normally wouldn't qualify for men actual lots of men. That's what it is. It's, it's it's a maiden dance where you put yourself beneath the actual woman who you're trying to get access to and make her feel special for actually choosing you. That's all it is. It's it's a song and dance. It's, it's normally what non-productive people actually uh, kind of use as power because they're not actually trying to form legitimate power. Mm -hmm. So this is the type of stupid shit that they find themselves uh, bragging on in those environments. And, so, MLT. and the women, a lot of men going after them. So this is why they like dudes putting themselves in that type of um, <clears throat> standpoint. Well, MLT. So that way the woman can get the best deal. Okay. <laughs> well, MOT, you had said something. We had talked about um, seduction, and I want to say it was on Ramil's panel. Of course, I wasn't there, but anywho. Um, I add, well, actually it was on Fantastic's um, panel and I asked you and Ramil about seduction. No, um, no, it was actually on Fantastic's because I, I got up there and I asked, you know, Ramil don't allow women on his panel yet. I'm going to be the first though. Um, my question to you is why shouldn't men use seduction as it pertains to women? Okay, let me tell you why you think seduction is that's needed. At the end of the day, to seduce, which is what the word seduction comes from, it's what women mm -hmm. did to men. When men do romance with women. Women do seduction with men. This is why I don't believe in the actual idea of seduction, because what it is is saying a whole bunch of shit to somebody who you know you're going to sleep with anyway and making it look like she's just so wild out about what you said that she actually engaged in sexual activity. Now, since we're all here adults and you're held responsible for any type of actions that you take, this is why I don't believe in seduction. First of all, seduction is used in the opposite sense. It's, it's not used in, a, in its proper terminology. So what's happening in this situation is a man is romancing a woman. I mean, seduction sounds better, 
But these words have meanings and they have terms that come from a certain specific place. So when people that say some, that, that, no, I was some powerful shit, dog. Um, I, 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 I'm inclined to believe, uh, believe exactly what you're saying right there. I think uh, r romance from a power is more from a power position, as a matter of fact. Correct. That's a, and, and, seduction, and seduction is some is, slick shit. Yeah, because seduction is a submissive position. Now, mm. now, um, now, now. Here's the other thing. Um, yeah, my level of selfishness is gonna put a woman in the best fucking position imaginable in all forms of life. This is why I'm not worried about whether a woman's gonna be pleased or not. That's already part of the package if she's staying. Okay. It's not the primary reason why I'm doing all this. It's her pleasure. Oh, that's part of it. But she better be reciprocating on the other end if I'm gonna be doing all this other shit. Because if we can't be doing all this other stuff, then then I'm giving all these I'm giving away the situation and everything else just the sex. And I think that is not a um that's not a good deal. So do you encourage pump and dump culture? I do now. <laughs> what made you um start to encourage pump and dump culture? Because there's a lot of women who's trying to retire and come back to these men who they never had interest in before because they had their actual level of high sexual productivity. And I don't want these guys taking up these levels of women as the actual women who they actually need to be with. I'm just saying at the end of the day that um, I didn't want this to happen, but y'all kind of created the situation so this way this could happen. I mean, if you see... I think AMS did this thing to where he put like the average chick profile up and he had 400 dudes and fucking inbox or some stupid shit like that. Mm -hmm. Dude, nothing like that shouldn't be happening in society. You know how many, how how much offers y'all get in the inbox and emails and 30 good morning beautiful texts and all that kind of shit and y'all not reciprocating. So this is what I'm saying. Since men have been devalued, since we're not worried about productivity ever, it's time for men to start stepping up and using their choice in a way that pretty much separates the women who actually want to be feminine and submissive and the women who want to be a thought. You want to be a thought, you're going to be that P and D thought. Period. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, uh, I agree with MOT so far as the, the SYSBM thing, of course. Um, but in this, I'm a little bit nuanced differently because uh i don't endorse the whole pump and dump the reason being is because i think that the individuals involved uh the men and the women i do not believe that they that meant that most of them will have the mindset in order to uh leave it as it is uh, too many of them are going to make mistakes. They're going to get involved. Um, I don't think that a lot of people have the uh, capacity to just treat those type of interactions as just some type of just straight physical thing. And that's it. I, I think that both sides will um, engage each other with some type of emotion. And I, I don't yeah, think I don't think that a lot of guys and girls um, are brave enough to come out and say that they 
actually do have emotions involved in those uh, in those interactions. Yeah, but here's the thing: I don't engage it, but I do support it because at the end of the day, it's still optional whether or not you be in those types of situations or not. It's still optional. Right. You do not have to be a pump and dump dude. But if we're going to be in an environment where men are going to be uh, giving out all these uh, resources and all this type of stuff, I would prefer it to be extremely short term. I prefer no kids to be made out of the situation. And I want people to be able to move on. So that way, the people who actually engage in it, matter whether man or woman, you could be able to go from there. Because I want the system to be as equal as possible. <clears throat> so now, because now I don't think that it's ever going to. I think that a lot of people are going to engage in it, and specifically, I believe that it is going to be uh, one of the major factors in the burning down of the community, the the sure. pump and dump culture. I, I just, it is what it is. So, MOT, would you say that pump and dump culture will actually produce more types of women that um, most men don't want, in a sense? I mean, but at the end of the day, she don't have to be a pump and dump chick. It's not it's not automatic. You know, if she picked a dude with some type of character and she vetted him rather than just getting stroked in the back of some seat, see, you're trying to make it so that way she has the most ideal circumstances. And that's not the case. She's still going to have to bet people. At the end of the day, there's a betting system that goes on both sides. And most likely, all these women are already there right now. Why do you think you got 40-something, 50-something-year-old women still on the market if they're not pumping and dumping men? Um. Well, I guess a lot of women would say... Um, that the men that they want aren't available. So, I don't know. I'll ask uh, one more question before I head out. Going back to the whole thing with the game, and I want to get um, Sister George and Concrete Rose's thoughts. Um, from your experience, have you found individuals that have been involved in the game on both sides and they have a life that you want right now that is an excellent question um e i really i really i'm and i'm really thinking about um couples that i would kind of want to emulate behind now I would say um, my step, my excuse me, my father and my stepmom have been together for over thirty years. I think I want to say over thirty-five at this point. Um, and I don't, my according to my mom, my dad didn't really have a lot of game, and she wasn't with it. And so, but that being said, you know there are still things that go on within marriages, especially um, with marriages that are that long. There are st still, you know, I think every relationship has its own unique set of problems anyway. So I would say that, um, no, there aren't any um, people that have used game that I know of um, that I would want to be be like. And can y'all hold on for a second? I'll be right back. Yeah. 
What about you, Concrete Rose? Uh, is are there any examples of individuals that have used game to get to a place in life where you want to be right now? Concrete Rose. And, and the reason why I asked that question. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. Does she is she here? No, I, I don't, I don't think, so. think she's never unmuted. So. Um, okay. So the reason why I asked that question, MOT, is on the opposite side, a lot of the guys that say SYSBM, they can look at examples of guys that live that lifestyle and they're in spots where they want to be. Correct. So this whole idea of game, people have been talking about it for uh, what? 40, 50 years now. There's all sorts of books and all sorts of uh, coaches and so forth. But how many examples of or results that you see that individuals say, yes, this is that's the type of life that I want for myself in the future. I don't see a whole bunch of people that want those type of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, endpoints in their life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because there's no demonstrable proof. Holy shit. Is that correct? All right. Now you're the Florida angry man. <clears throat> What's good? Can y'all hear me? Hey, angry man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How y'all doing? Doing great. I can't complain. Why y'all stop talking? What the? Oh, I'm just going to hear you ready to say something. Well, y'all thought I was getting ready to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was, listening, I was listening to respond to what y'all was like. My, my question, because I was listening to y'all, I just jumped in a little while ago. Somebody asked one of the brothers if he was in a relationship with a black woman. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else asked about pump and dump culture. That was me as my, well. Okay, so my question is, why is the qualifier to speak on certain topics being in a relationship with a black woman? And two, why does pump and dump, why is pump and dump such a uh, taboo topic when in this day and age, westernized women don't really value relationships? Okay, um, the first question, um, for, because it was for BMT, it wasn't a qualifying question as much as it was me being nosy because I'm nosy. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah, That's and so, yeah, I, I was really just being nosy. Um, I think BMT is a hilarious guy. And um, when he was speaking, you know, I was just wondering, you know, like, are you, well, are you with a black woman? And I, and I generally, um, I'm not gonna say I generally ask everybody because there have been people on our panel who's who's dated interracially, and it, it's not a, a big deal to me personally. Oh. And then the second question, um, why we place so much emphasis on pump and dump culture when black women don't really take um, certain relationships seriously, correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, 
looking at it in hindsight and being that this is the culture that's been promoted at some point um it's going to have to change and so when i was listening to mot and he was saying that he encourages it now it kind of made me think okay well usually for a pump and dump for pump and dumps um you would think that most men would go and look for holes or like, why wouldn't men go and pay $40 for a prostitute and leave it at that? And so that also made me think about, okay, they're not going to pay for a prostitute because that probably seems a little, and I, I think that that culture is also changing, but that seems a little taboo to pay, pay for a prostitute. So then I think that when, when you have an influx of dating coaches teaching seduction and game and teaching men how to pump and dump, then and then you also have men pushing that you should lie to women, which I'm going to ask all of you guys that question in a second. But when you're pushing a certain thing, but you're saying that you want a different type of woman, then that kind of perpetuates the bullshit that you that most men talk against, in my opinion. Well, well, um, Sister George, you have to understand why that is. I mean, since the uh, dating apps and all that kind of stuff with social media came out, it hasn't made women be more responsive to a man's needs in society. It made them less responsive. I mean, the only thing pumping up is, is like dinner whore being turned inside out that actually favors the man. That's all it is. Pump and dump is actually what happens when a woman goes on a date with a man she has no interest in and actually get the resources out of him and she goes about her business. Pump and dump is just a man getting the sex out of the woman and doing the exact same thing. So we've had a culture, this is a response to something being created, not something that's initially being created out of the book. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it, the thing about it, the reason why, okay, number one, the prostitution thing. Mm -hmm. If prostitution was legal, it wouldn't be taboo. Yeah. And, and, and most like guys, I'm most sorry. guys, like most guys are not going to engage in the prostitution thing because there, there's a risk of, you know, in getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But as far as uh, saying that, well, why don't these guys go out here and, and find them a hoe? Well, to be brutally honest, if he links up with a chick, and that chick is willing to smash him in the back of his car, that is a hoe. If he's even in the position to pump and dump, that is a hoe. But and I know that's I know that's but harsh, what I'm, but, my um but no, I, I actually don't think that's harsh at all. But this is the this is the thing to me. So when and, and I'm gonna tell y'all something. So I actually go to listen to some of these dating coaches and what I'm seeing is a lot of men don't even know how to approach women. So I'm listening, listening to dating coaches kind of start from the bottom and what the dating coaches are teaching, teaching them to do is to fuck women on one in the first night, to do this on the first day, to, to basically seduce women or to, um, and then, well, let me let me ask you all this question before I get off into that real real fast. Do you feel that men should lie to women to get sex? Let Danny, let me say something really really quick regarding Angry Man's ch um, channel or point before they um, jump in. 
I do want to say that when she was, when she did ask BMT that question too, he was dog and sisters. So I think that it was a fair question. But um, also in reference to your other question, um, I think that if you uh, are feigning concern for the community, it's it's hypocritical to then say that, you know, you're promoting pump and dump culture. So if you're so concerned about the community and the state in which we're in on one on one hand and then on the other hand, you're promoting pump and dump culture, it's it's you're, you're a hypocrite. I mean, but we got well, here. I, I never. Well, well, I never I didn't really. Okay, well, here's the thing. Not with, you per se. Well, well, here's the thing with feigning um, concern for the community. The the brothers don't have no choice but to be concerned about the community because so much of the dysfunction that happens in the community affects us in a negative way, even if we don't participate in it. You have brothers who may leave the community because they have you know more education and higher pay but regardless of where they go, the, the community is a reflection of them. So it's, it's kind of hard for a brother to, you know, get away from being a reflection of the community. But at the same time, he has to deal with the fact that these women are running around operating in a certain way. Like you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't be you can't be sexually liberated, but then also be upset that brothers are taking advantage of the sexual liberation. Mm. Oh, I agree with that. And, you know, I personally don't subscribe to that school, that sexually liberated school of thought. But I do agree. And I do know that we're in a hookup culture. And I know that women are promoting it just as much, if not more than men. But I would have the same message for women. If you say you care about the community and you want us to get better, then, you know, your actions don't don't um, align with your, your message. True. But see, my thing is this. My thing is this, like I always I always look at it like you're supposed to attack the actual source of it and not the symptoms. So like what we got to realize is that the guys can't do but what the women allow them to do. That's true. If, if, if the women if the women are, you know, if they're opening up so that the guys can receive whatever it is they want. That's the beginning of that. The woman has always been the gatekeeper to sex and, and, and sexuality and those things. So back sure. in the day, you know, when I was younger, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. When I was younger, you know, if if I decided to go on a date with a woman, there's a lot of factors that would play into my thought process. Now, if this girl was fast, if she was, uh, uh, you know, if she didn't have a father, if her mother didn't care how late she hung out at night, I knew the odds of me getting some sex was probably going to be high. Now, anybody could look at that and say, oh, you're a piece of shit for that or whatever. No, because that's the, the biological imperative is to have sex for men, especially when you're young. When you're young, the shit is, the shit is so in you as a drive that it's almost impossible to fight it. Right. Now, I understand that. Now, at the same time, when I was younger, if I went on a date with a chick and when I went to go pick her up, I had to come in the house because her father and mother was there. And she said, my father don't play that beeping the horn outside the house. You're going to have to come in and meet him. I come inside. I got to meet the whole family. And the father sitting there having his stern conversation with me, somewhat scaring me. And I had to have her back at a certain time. I know not to play with that. So even though I have the biological imperative in me, there's also a biological imperative in me that don't want to have to tangle with her pops. 
Mm, so right. it's, 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 it's not just a matter of the brothers that are operating a certain way. They're operating a certain way because this is the environment that we have now. And the only way that environment is going to change mm. is the whole, the whole process, the whole structure of the culture has to go back to, to what it once was instead of this hookup culture and this, this, this uh, sexually liberated culture that women feel like, well, I should be able to have as much sex as I want to, as many partners as I want to, and I shouldn't be judged by that. We know that's not true. Regardless of how much people may want it to be that way, it's not true. A woman right. is going to be judged by how many bodies she got. The same way a man is going to be judged on whether or not he has a job. He could be the best yep. dude in His the world. His resources. But if he broke, everybody going to look at him like he's a bum. So that's just the shit that we have to deal with. But the pump and dump culture, you know, I don't really, I'm not a dude that, like, personally, in my personal life, I don't really necessarily agree with it for me. But I'm not going to tell brothers not to do it for the simple fact that, you know, you get what you deserve. If these women want the brothers to function better, they got to function better. So do you all, um, all to all the men on the panel, do you encourage men to lie to women to get sex? Hell no. For what? Yes, I do. Lie your ass I, off. Give them what they want. I don't. Who, I don't. who said that? Oh, that was Jack Spade. Okay. Jack Spade, why do you feel like that? My personal opinion, women yeah. want to be lied to. <laughs> so and that's exactly why that's exactly why I don't do it. So my thing that's is, exactly is why if, I don't if, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. So angry man, you're saying that you're not gonna lie to you're not gonna lie to women simply because they want it. And Jack Spade, you're saying that you're gonna lie to these motherfuckers because they want it, right? Jack Spade, you're 60 nah. years old. You still lying to women? Uh, Rose, get it, get it right. I'm not damn 60. I'll be 55 Close in to April. It. <laughs> well, listen, well, is it possible that I'm that I'm speaking from experience? Well, let me defend my position real quick because I'm not I'm not saying nothing against Jack Spade. I'm not going to shame him about that. If he want a lot of chicks, that's his business. You feel what I'm saying? Try I'm saying the reason. I'm saying the reason. See, there you go. <laughs> Why you got to no, try to shame me? We have a banter, so we kind of go back and forth. So, Oh, <laughs> but my, my position is this, and this is the only reason why I feel like this. I feel like, one, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't have to lie to nobody about nothing. If, if I want to be a dude out here messing with 10, 20 women, that's my motherfucking business. And I'm going to say that. If, if I meet a chick and she's cute, and I'm like, damn, man, I, I damn sure would like to see them titties. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to fucking pretend like that's not what it is because I want to get the shit out of the way. So if you the type of chick that's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said you want to see my titties. And I'm be like, OK, well, then, you know, we probably can't rock because I want to see them titties. So I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and lie. I don't feel like no grown man should have to lie to nobody about nothing. That, but that's just me. And and I might get more problems because of that than dudes that and see that's where that's where it comes in at. And, and it goes right back to what I said before about the women creating a certain environment. The reason why you have brothers that will lie to sisters because it's easier. Yeah, it's I know Ramil said that in 2020, that, that's the message that he's pushing, that more men should be <laughs> lying to, to women to sleep with them. 
But see, I'm gonna tell you another. I'm gonna tell you another thing about that too. I'm gonna tell you another thing about that. It, it goes back to you get what you deserve. Like these dudes are tired of women lying to them. No, nah, that's no fair, angry man. Who deserves to be lied to? Shit, the people who are lying. <laughs> Yo, you know, like, you like something to lie to a person who lies. Right, I agree. To get lied to. Yes. But wouldn't you agree there's an element? Wouldn't you agree there's an element of of hold on? MOT was trying to get in there real quick. Okay, we have contour makeup, push up bras. Wow, that's what you do. He has a point. Wow, wearing one. I'm going on mute. Okay, well, let me explain why. You said makeup because women want to be more attractive. Push-up bras because men like big titties. High heel shoes because men like fat asses. All that stuff accentuates. That's it. But it's a lie. Y'all like to be lied to? If a dude wants big titties, wait a minute, wait a minute, fuck that. If a dude wants big titties and you wearing a bra that make them look bigger, that's a lie. Men do it too. They take penis pictures on, on certain angles to make it look big. Everybody lies. That's what, that's what everybody does. First of all, first of all, okay, first of all, all right. So we need there's to... no angle. There's no angle that exists that's going to make a dude's penis I'm look bigger. I'm telling you, that out, man. No, there is. Come on. Come on. I'm not yeah, even saying. Well, I got a I got a question concerning this lying thing. Um, whenever men Started mentioning about the weave, the contacts, the fake lashes, the fingernails, blah, 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 blah. Women only have maybe about two two or three things that they can say men lie about. It's normally the first one is their penis size. Next one is sometimes how much money they make. That's a big one, though. That should be equivalent to at least four of those things off the list. What's that? Which one? Which one should be equivalent? <laughs> Um, yes. men lying about their income. So if a man oh, lies about his income, that should be equivalent to the titties, ass, and the hair and, and the nails. See. That should be equivalent. See, huh? What? Based on the income. Men lie that's, about their height, their not, income. Like, that's not equivalent. It's that's not equivalent. It's not equivalent. And the reason why it's not equivalent is because a man can make more money. You 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 can't grow bigger titties. You can have them plant it though, and but that's still fake. There's still a lie though. If 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 a dude yeah. increases his income, that's real. If you go get fake titties, that's still fake titties. That's not your titties. <laughs> so it's not the same type of. It's not the same thing. A guy, if a guy lies oh, about his income, that can change. You feel what I'm saying? But the stuff that y'all do, it it doesn't change. It doesn't change the reality. Like. When you when you wear the push up bra, it makes your breasts look bigger. When you wear the waist train, it makes you look like you have a a, a, a coke bottle shape. When you wear the high heels, it makes your butt bigger. Okay, really, when y'all grow a beard, it makes you look like you have a strong jawline, and then you shave it off, and you got this weak chin. But it's our hair; we grew it. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Whatever, it's still deception. Oh, it's all, it's yeah. all hair. And the ability, the ability, the ability to grow a really big, thick beard 
is a sign of, of vitality and testosterone. So that's not a lie. Mm. But concrete, mm. no worries, because we've been seeing them glued on ass beards and mustache. They walking around like and this. Hell, and hell, and the man weave. And, 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 and now, we've seen the man weave. And it's an influx of that. At least it's our texture. At least it's our texture. Okay, there um, is, but, but listen. Right. But let's look at the difference between the man weaves that's on YouTube. Most of those guys, that looks like their hair that will actually grow out of their scalp. They're not walking around with uh, with hair going all the way down to their back. That I, 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 I just said that. I just said it. I swear I just said it. Um, well, yo, can, I, can I get in here real quick? Let me ask this I'm question. Gonna, I'm going to get out. Oh, let me ask this one question real quick, and then I'm going to let you in. Um, okay, so with the lying to women... MOT, would you agree that it um when a man has to lie to a woman that that puts that man in a position of submission? Bars. Oh no. I, I, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's 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 based on her. Like lying to a woman isn't gonna help her do something that she already don't want to do anyway. Okay. It's her giving herself culpability by believing that's not her. true. That's not true. If I think that you're somebody other than who you are, I want to sleep with the man that you're pretending to be, not you. I want to chime in on this after Pablo speaks. Go ahead. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a wait a minute. We can't fly. We can't just we can't just pass over that. Say that statement again. Who? Which one? When she said she want to sleep with the man he's pretending to be. <laughs> I said if a man. If a man is lying to you and pretending to be someone else, you may want to sleep with the man he's pretending to be, not him. Stop it. You no, know what? Let's, let's go ahead and you just, believe him to be. Let's go ahead and just dispel this myth right away. First of all, first of all, the brother said something about lying to sisters. But here's the thing. If you know anything about women, you know. Women know when men are lying. All the time, y'all know, y'all know when we're Sometimes. lying. Now get out of here, man. Now y'all, y'all read body language, all of that shit. So when it, <laughs> but when yeah, that angry man, that's when she lying. knows you. That's when she knows you, not through the gate. Nah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's called plausible deniability. Mm. It is it's called plausible deniability. It's when it's when you know a motherfucker's lying to you, but you still want to fuck him anyway, because his dick ain't got shit to do with his personality. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. So check yeah. this out. So isn't it isn't there a, a bit of uh, inherent deception involved in pickup artistry game? You said it's not an outright hell lie. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, but the, but, there's but a, there's here's the thing, head. and here's the thing: women, particularly black women, they do reinforce its use and its skilled use. Because you can go all around these panels that have been been dropping since SYSBM, and the only thing they come up and say is, "What you ain't got no game? You ain't you can't you can't spit at them? You can't yep. you know?" So so they enforce it. They want it. They demand that they demand that uh, bit of street charisma, Negro juice as uh, nigger juice. It's called BDE. BDE is what it is. Yeah, 
So, yeah, yeah. so you're, you're, in a, you're asking for the thing that you turn around and say that you don't like, but you, but you're asking for it. You're requesting it. Mm. Yeah, but, but, but no comment. Uh-huh. So th- this is my last thing, and then I'm out. Mm. So Did she say no comment. Yeah, she always said you no guys comment. were talking to you guys were talking yeah, to Manna yeah. tomorrow about the whole cultural piece when he was explaining it that uh, to you guys. And, and Manna tomorrow, you were hitting some home runs. Did you ever hear when I was on uh, Obsidian's channel when the Passport Bros were on Obsidian's channel? And we had Miss Bruna, the Brazilian uh, young lady that's in my group that's married to the Black American airline pilot. If you didn't, you need to ask Obsidian to send you that tape. And she outlined, she detailed piece by piece how foreign women in in a traditional male-dominated society behave differently with their men than you guys do. Oh, of course I do. I mean, that's not even you, up for debate. Yes, yeah, you already know that. So that's why I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what is it that you think you're going to learn from him. Get her up here and talk to talk to one oh. of those women. Well, being that we're um, fairly new to this space, mm-hmm. and we are we are considered uh, red pill and mammies and pickmies and shit. I thought that it would be a really, really good idea to get some, like, I want to interview more red pill men because I really do want to understand a lot of the commonalities. And then I want to understand foundationally what it was like for a lot of you. Um, Maybe so that we can bridge some gaps in to see like what's really going on to see if y'all all have the same opinions and um, to kind of go from there. So but I, we do want to get some women of other cultures too, and talk yeah, to them, yeah, and definitely. kind of um, talk about some preconceived notions that we, you know black women may have, and and have a discussion with them once we find some that are willing. Yeah, right. I'll say this: I've been SYSBM since two thousand and five, traveling internationally for women and all of that. And man of tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned, he hit the damn near home run. And I'm in lockstep agreement with him on everything he said. Only the only disagreement um, difference between he and I, I, I do believe in state sanctioned marriage because I've been married for six years. But, you know, other than that, psh, he he knocked it out the park for, for a guy like me. No doubt. Yo, I'm going to bounce out and, and listen in uh, on, you, on YouTube. I want to chime in real quick about the lying and pumping dump from my perspective. So, yes, I've lied. Yes, I've pumped and dumped. And as I told my son, he's 27, uh, name your price because there are advantages and disadvantages in participating in that lifestyle. And, and respect, respect the line that you draw in the sand. Um, it doesn't make you a better or a worse person if you participated or if you don't. Know, know the consequences and uh, know what you want to live with and what you don't want to live with. Uh, game, in my opinion, there is no such game. There is no such thing. It's really up to the woman. Um, there's a song called, um, it's back in the early 80s, called uh, If You Play Your Cards Right by Alicia Myers, I believe. And basically, the woman wants what she wants from the person that she wants it from at that moment. You may be the it guy today. Come next week, two weeks later, you're no longer her it guy. 
flip it around, you may not be her it guy today, but come back two weeks later, she's feeling you. So to me, uh, game is really up to the woman. What does she want from that moment? And are you the guy that's giving it to her at that moment? Excellent point. Good evening, ladies. MOT, what's happening? Um, Sister George, you asked a question earlier tonight, and I've heard you on a couple of other panels ask this same question. And I would like to answer that question for you right now, if I could, please. Sure, go ahead, Benjamin and Susan. And thank you so, so very much for the cash app. And also, I want to sh um, send a shout out to Maurice Novembre. We really, really, really appreciate the support. And if you guys want to donate, the cash app is streaming across the stream. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're much obliged. You asked the question, um, what can domestics do to better the situation? And if certain segments of domestics aren't too far gone as it is right now, I want you guys to listen, play, pay very close attention to what I'm about to tell you, because I want you to tell your little sisters, your little cousins and all them. Mm -hmm. Stop, stop approaching relationships from a carnal perspective. What do I mean by that? It's not about you getting your nails done, getting your hair done, looking fly and taking pictures for the gram and all these relationship goal pictures and shit. It's about the betterment of the nuclear family structure. That's what that's what needs to come first. And that's what needs to come last. If you take that approach with your man, you will not fail. But key is you need to choose the right man. Do not give in to your carnal desires and blow up the spot by cheating on your productive man with a nigga that's dripping his because he said some slick shit. Don't do that. You need to recognize what it is, stop yourself, show some restraint, and keep the family in mind. That's all I got for right now. That makes any sense. Well, thank you so, so very much, Benjamin D'Souza. We really, really appreciate your contribution. That's what I said. If y'all kept y'all shit straight, you wouldn't have to worry about no man. FYSBM is just we now the women who definitely ain't supposed to be here. That's it. Y'all gonna be straight. I'm telling you, if you if you got your shit straight and you actually respect men and all this shit, it's it's good. You you ain't got nothing to worry about. It's just there's gonna be some competition. That's it. Um, I also want to send a shout out to brother RJ. We really, really, really appreciate the cash app. And I also want to send a shout out to Gab at uh, Gab Real Conversations. Thank you so much, Gab, for the cash app. We really, really appreciate y'all. Hey, Concrete, we done made some money, girl. <laughs> But you know, there's oh, there's one thing we have to minute, be. Wait a minute, I got one more, one more, one more, one more. Um, January man, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for um for that cash app. We really, really appreciate it. Go us, girl. We breaking in the dough today. Okay, y'all go ahead. I'm excited. So what I was going to say was, we have to also remember when we when we come out the gate at 18 years old. Once we graduate from high school, and we hit that we hit that real world, men are looking at men are pr pretty much on a long-term plan. Women are kind of on a, we can say maybe a 10 year plan where they want to, now I know this is not for all. This is not all. This is a generalized statement. They pretty much want the family, the house and everything by the time they reach 30. So 
unfortunately, they use the sexuality in the belief that that's going to garner them all this stuff before they get quote unquote old, which is at 30. Men are not looking at, well, I need to have all this stuff by the time I'm 30. Only thing do in general, only thing dudes are really looking at is, let me see if I can make enough money. Let me see if I can pull, let me see if I can make enough money and status to pull as many women as possible. It's not really until you get into your late twenties or even your thirties when you start thinking about, oh, now I got to worry about securing a career that's going to sustain me long-term because now I probably do have the wife and the family and uh, I'm looking at probably getting a house and such and such and such. So we're, we're stepping out the gate with two totally different game plans. That's a really good point. And, that is and I heard, yeah, I heard something that you said earlier tonight and I, I knew exactly where you were going to go when you were, um, inquiring of MOT about certain tenets and beliefs of SYSBM. And I knew you was going to throw out white women. And I just wanted to let you guys know, as far as I see it, SYSBM is not about white women. It's not about any ethnicity of woman. It's about patriarchal women. You know, I don't think we've had a clear picture on what SYSBM is. When we did quite a bit of research, and that's what I saw being was women of other men with women of other races and hashtags SYSBM and then I read um, and bus driver had did and he was also in promoting you know women of other race um, there, UT there Payne some confusion about that UT Payne Borgen what's that Oh, I can hear uh, it just uh, fine. Oh, I, must be I don't me. know why I'm working for some people. Um, let me move around. But um, so I think there has been some confusion regarding. Uh, but I think it's becoming uh, I'm getting a, a more of what it's about. Uh, what about you, Danny? I got an answer to that, if, if you don't mind. Sure. Go ahead, Benjamin. Okay, SYSBM, as, as far as um, you guys' research and certain people are promoting Latinos or white women and whatnot. Think of it like this: SYSBM is like um, a cooking network. It's like it's like a chef network that only uh, cooks and uses organic, non-GMO um, ingredients. Certain people are gonna bring forth um, organic burritos. Certain people are gonna bring forth organic um, fried chicken. Certain people are gonna bring forth organic fish. It's different dishes, but the premise stays the same. We don't want any uh, uh, GMO additives within the ingredients of the dish that we're making. The different dishes, but you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I think when you said that it's more about finding women do um, patriarchal um, um, mindset, uh, or I, I, I kind of understood what you were saying. Yeah, because the um, the matriarchal mindset, which most of us have a problem with our domestic counterpart, that is a that that is a metaphor for the um, the extra additives, the the high fructose corn syrup that's in a lot of these ingredients and all this other stuff. We want non-GMO ingredients, which is patriarchal women, to cook our meal. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, we are. Um, MOT, do you have any final thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, 
what you're seeing in those photographs is happy men. Stop focusing on the woman. You're seeing a happy guy in that photo who's actually being reciprocated with on a personal basis, not really who the woman is, because black women have the ability to also make men happy. So it, it, it isn't really the women, it's the way that they're cultured and the dudes actually being happy in the actual picture that's different. So when you see dudes smiling in the picture, they they could have been smiling here if, if some of y'all had your stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So no, these guys that actually had like um, on the, there were memes and it was saying, brothers, if you get you a white woman, if you, you like, they were trolling. I know they were, you know, trolling mostly. Well, substitute white woman with brothers. If you get you a patriarchal woman, dot dot dot. Yeah, that's all it is. But at the end of the day, the dude's happy, and and, and the dude is not treating stereotypically like they normally would be treated in the Ados context. That's all it is. It's it's, it's nothing much more than patriarchal families being created and people actually being happy for once outside the Ados context. It can happen here, but we know what women want within this culture. We know because we're here. We can see this. I mean, you don't have to leave the country to go SYSDM. You don't need to. It's just that you're going to pick a, a culture of women who's going to be able to reciprocate with you, and you're not going to be on the dating market for 25 and 30 years. That's the only thing. Okay. So are those your final thoughts, um, MOT? Uh, well, you know, Thanks, thanks for having me on. I, I didn't expect these people, many people to be coming out, but thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, we uh, did, you get all your questions. Uh, did you get all your questions, Concrete Rose? <clears throat> got that. Absolutely. Um, I think um, I got all the questions answered, but you know what? I'm sorry. I before you leave, in case you have something to respond to it. Um, this isn't a quite say this. Um, I, like upon my initial BM, what I imagine, especially because it stands for Save Yourself Black Man, running out of a burning building, and like that was my first, um, that was kind of my interpretation of it when I first started mm -hmm. researching, talking to more and more people about it. English. And, uh, you know, I think I kind of have to admit that, but um, right. so screw the women and children. The men are only concerned with themselves. Mm. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. that. I wouldn't yeah, say maybe. necessarily screw the women and children because <laughs> the, the, the children are not yours. <laughs> no, right. none of that stuff is not your responsibility. So the burning building is the things that are not your responsibility that normally people want to be your responsibility. That's what you're getting away from. You're creating your own stuff and you're really not being on the market for 40, 50 years. So that way you can end up having to be with somebody who has a couple of kids and all that kind of stuff. It's about getting fresher women with fresher circumstances, which, are, which the women here locally can do as well. Because the women here locally, they have more access to these guys than the actual other women of other cultures once they find them. So if you don't get them by a certain a certain age, I mean you, you, you're gonna be left out. But at the end of the day, you have the you have the most control over whether these men stay. So 
period of time in your life. So let me just ask you one quick question before you head out, MOT. Um, being that we have the most access to men on this side of the um, in, in the country, right? We have the most access to them. Would you recommend that the women use voodoo? Huh? <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, just just <laughs> She's trying to find like rules and exclusions on hot. What you you just you just brought up something interesting that uh, well, I mean, she like, you just remind me of something new, poisonous snakes. Anything else? Hey, she said, said by any means necessary. I believe you got to bring the, the root. Ask a question. Hold on. <laughs> I, I do I do have a, a quick question, real quick before. Well, let me thank um, MLT just left the building. Um, MLT, we really, really, really appreciate you for joining us and for allowing us to get all up in your business. Um, oh, there he is. Okay, so he's not going. Go ahead, Casey. I was going. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll pose it to you two women and then to the men. Okay. Do, do you all ever think that black women will ever be open uh, to actually asking the question to other races of women of why they actually chose the black man that they're with? My answer to that is no. Um, well, you go, then I'll go. Okay, I think Concrete and I are really, really interested in those answers. But I think Concrete and I also have a different perspective of what this movement actually means to Black women. Um, I think I, I said it before, um, Black women still think this is a drill. We don't see this as a drill. I think we see this as a flat out fucking emergency. Like, holy shit, we, we need to see what's really going on and why this is happening. And we're definitely willing to have the conversation with other women, not only um, why they chose a black man, but um, the things that they have going on um, within their own cultures as to why they didn't choose their own men as well. Absolutely. What do you mean? Having the conversation. Oh, sorry. Very quick answer. So I'm not opposed to having the conversation. I think it would be very interesting. Um, I definitely have other questions that I would like answers to, you know, women of other cultures dating our men. However, the one thing that I am not interested in, and this is where I thought you were going, is I thought you were going to say asking women of other cultures, like how they keep, what they are able to secure black men as if, you know, oh, um, no. I, I just, that's not something I would be interested in. But yes, to your, um, yes, my, my simple answer is yes. Okay. Now to the men, do you actually believe that black women would be open to having a discussion, an open discussion on that question? Uh, from my perspective, no, because black women are pretty much set. They're going to give the man what they're going to give the man. And if they don't want to give him anything more, then he needs to just accept what she gives him. 
So talking to women of other ethnicities and races, they're hearing, well, we got we got this black man because we did something that you're not willing to do. So that's the reason. So the thing is, since I don't want to hear it, then I'm not going to ask. What what say you, MOT? I think that's the best way to approach this from here on out is to have the uh, the women who are here who don't have the understanding and the women who have kind of accepted those men and what their cultural kind of upbringing is. So that way you can bridge the gap between their understanding and those people's upbringing and how come they was able to find those type of men versus the women not being able to get those type of men. I think at this point, women talking between each other, it's like the next phase of this kind of conversation after after finding out what a SYSBM is or having a better understanding of it. Now, Concrete Rose, uh, Sister George, do y'all get that it seems like that would be a good strategy uh, to have mm-hmm. almost like an exit interview of, hey. You know what? I do. And I thought about why we're still having these conversations years later. I think that that's probably um, a conversation or if it has, it's very seldom. So, yes. Um, um, I'm, 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 okay, there you go. Hello? Yeah, now we can. Yeah, we can. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, hey, I think that, that, but I'm definitely interested in having the conversation and you know, I think that there's some, there will be some good takeaways from it. But with that, um, I think, I think the women have to be mindful who they're questioning. Can I curse? Can I use the B word? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the problem, the problem is you got to be mindful who you question because women like to bitch check each other. So if you have a non-black woman, she feels that she's got the upper hand on a black woman. She's going to try to throw some little bit in there to shine on a black woman. So you just have to be, you got to be mindful of who you're going to interview. Well, she would be coming up here in a place. Well, that's where so you can't come up here with all this old book. Nah, um, in a certain sense, I ain't playing. <laughs> invite someone on to bombard them or to, to um, just show that same level of respect. Exactly. Oh, you can okay, so, check each other without cursing. So on that thought, earlier this morning, uh, when I was having the discussion with you all in the chat, why do you all think that, uh, I won't call the person's name, but why do you think that they made it a point to state that having those type of discussions um, is almost like in an invasion? inside of black spaces well let's be honest let's and let's keep it all the way let's keep it all the way real um when we're inside of these black spaces and there are men that date interracially it's not like they come to black spaces and they're in a kumbaya 
there's an attack on both sides. That is um, true. It's like, and it, 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 once you see bitches ain't shit, black bitches ain't shit, black bitches ain't never gonna be shit. Um, you yeah. bitches need to do this, that, and a third. And we why would see you that. expect it we to be cordial? It. Right. That's a and so when you go into a black space, and you know, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of black women in particular, a lot of black men in particular feel that if you if you've dated interracially or if you date interracially, you really don't have a right to speak on um black issues. And so it gets to be a little offensive. This would be like me going to a white neighborhood and telling white people they ain't shit. And yeah, to how to, you know, conduct their affairs. Right. And so can, in, can, in can the I, same respect, Danny, I, we have uh, seen conversations we had with like these swirlers who push this anti-black message and talk about, you know, that's true. And things of that nature too. So if we can have the conversation with them and try to gain some understanding understanding which i know you're not opposing it with having the conversation with you know women of other races or other cults right um, yeah i mean i, oh, I just said it would be um, better to have the um <clears throat> a respectful and intelligent conversation with the beneficiaries of what's going on rather than men keep trying to explain and give you a different levels of what SYSBMS because you have to see why those men are smiling in those pictures rather than those men just leave period yeah, yeah. you know um i'll just leave it like this one of the problems with um civilizations that uh, of old that were eventually conquered was that they had a a pretty much a closed policy. Uh, they didn't interact with others. They didn't trade. They didn't exchange ideas. And when other larger nations that uh, did do all of those things and benefited came to their shores, the closed off nations found that they were horribly behind uh, so far as technology, uh, thought processes, um, agriculture, the whole nine. And instead of just trading with them, these other nations saw that, or civilizations saw that they could be taken over very easily. I think the same is true for um, the black community. That's, that's, unless of, that's, unless of course, that's unless, of course, you're China. <laughs> Because right. China was closed off for thousands of years <laughs> and it managed to survive and thrive. And it's the longest continuous civilization in the history of the world, somewhere in the range of over 5,000 years. <laughs> but but I, agree with, I agree with your broader point, um, SKC, in that it, it is generally better to be open to new ideas and perspectives and understandings than it is to not consider other things. So I, I generally agree with you, but I, I thought the China thing is a remarkable counter argument to what you're saying. <laughs> and and but, the, reason uh, why I say that, the reason why I say that is because 
a lot of people when here in America, um, pretty much black American culture begins with slavery. So um, not having an influx of various ideas from all over, you were already behind in the first place. So when it came to family building and building cultures and so forth, you have to be able to accept ideas from outside because you are already behind. And I think that a portion of that affects relationships, even all the way down to today. You know, I, I think part of the problem with when we talk about culture, when we talk about societies, we, we never talk about the history behind those societies, those cultures. And, and, and if you look at the history behind most cultures, most society, very often they were preceded or, or initiated by some form of conquering, uh, usually a stronger uh, group of people come in, usually mostly kill the men, uh, mate with the uh, women and enslaved, maybe the old people, whoever's left. And then that stronger people get to perpetuate their cult, their customs, their culture, their societal mores upon the conquered people. And, and I think one of the problems with black people, <laughs> I mean, and this will sound odd, is that uh, particularly black women, you know, you, you can't make them do anything. You can't impose yourself upon them. And therefore, you know, you, you know, black men can have the greatest ideas and the greatest concepts and the greatest thoughts about how things should be done. But in the end, the women are not compelled to submit in any meaningful way. And therefore, you, you cannot build and maintain and enforce a viable culture upon them. And so now you're relying on women, on black women to do something that no other women have ever done in the history of mankind. And that is to change without being compelled by such, by stronger, willful men. And, and that's why I'm not very hopeful of the future because we're, we're asking, we're essentially asking black women to do something that I don't think they can do. I don't think the women are designed to do. And, 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 and so when you talk about the SYSBM thing, I, I think the SYS the SYSBM thing is kind of a sad consequence of, of the lack of the ability of black men to impose themselves upon the women. Black Ooh Strikes, um, that was an excellent, that was an excellent Excellent, excellent um, assessment because I've never thought about it from even that perspective or to even think to look at it from that big of a picture because that is actually true. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, Black women have been 
and, and I'm not excusing you in the least bit. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, I've been married and I, I raised black women into adulthood. And as critical as I might be of your behavior and your the way you do things, <laughs> I, I see that much of it is just very natural and innate. And, and you're kind of responding to the environment. And your your character of the female. Well, but but it's learned because because the society is set up in such a way that allows you to behave in a certain way for which you then perpetuate to your daughters and then her to her daughters and so forth and so on. And again, because black men have not been able to actually really impose, you know, collectively, I mean, individually, black men may have very potent masculine relationships with individual women, but collectively, because we've not been able to impose our particular collective character upon you, many of you, and, and these days maybe most of you, get to kind of run amok. Agree. Anyone and, else? And have so, oh, ahead, well, I, I mean, I look at the SYSBM thing as sort of. I, I look at it as sort of an evolutionary crossroads in the sense that, you know, either black men will somehow figure out a way in which to impose their will upon you, or they will decide that, you know, essentially all is lost and we will be kind of assumed within the evolutionary soup uh, of, then, you know, of prior generations of, of people who, who no longer exist. Thereby heading into the Caucasus Mountains with um, oh, um, the white women? No, I mean, it's not just about the white women. You know, I, I think too much I'm is, being facetious. is made. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I got a question so, for yeah. before you leave, uh, Concrete Rose and uh, Sister George. Say again. So I got a question before for both of y'all before we end the show. Go ahead. All right. What type of preconceptions that you think was going to come out of this conversation, and how do you feel about my views after having the conversation with me, Concrete Rose? <laughs> go with you first. Um. Well. I, I had some preconceived notions about you. Um, I think the conversation went a lot better than I anticipated. Um, yeah, I, 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 I forgot what your other question was. No, that was it. You know, to elaborate on so the before and after. So, so you said it. I'm like, uh, what type of contention did you think there was going to be? bringing me on? Like, what type of contention did you think there was going to be a huge problem with? Well, I didn't necessarily think that there would be contention. Um, I guess, basically, my view of you, in a nutshell, is, you know, which it's irrelevant, but, like, um, that you're, you know, pretty full of yourself, and I assume that the dialogue would be um, 
kind of in line with my view of you. So um, it was actually much different than I anticipated. Um, it was interesting to know that you were very open to answering, you know, pretty much the, all the questions that we had. And um, I thought it was productive. All right, cool. Your sister George, so what type of uh, preconceived notions that you had before you had this conversation and how do you feel now after having this conversation and on this on your show about this? Well, you know, we kind of go back for um for a minute. Yeah. So I really didn't have anything um preconceived, like I thought it was gonna go exactly how it went, in my opinion, you know, because we were familiar with each other. So it wasn't anything, um, it wasn't anything surprising or shocking to me. And I think that the answers that we uh, got from you were pretty much answers that I had kind of already expected. Uh, So it wasn't anything shocking or surprising for me. All right, cool. I mean, I think these uh, conversations are productive. As you can see, nobody was screaming over each other or anything like that. And so such an issues like this, shout out Game Changer. So for like uh, issues like this, when, when people actually actually sit down and talk to the people and face to face, and there's really no agendas on both sides, that people can just ask honest questions and get answers, I think that's always the best thing that we can be able to do in any situation, just like what happened here. So thanks for having me on, though. Great. Thank you so much. Really, really. Thank you for coming up. up. Yep. And it was a dope conversation and really good dialogue. Thanks so much for um, coming on. We appreciate it. All right, cool. All right. I'd like to close it out with three points. First point. Anyone else have final comments? Who else is left? They're going to be very short. You don't hear them talking? Oh, no. I can't hear anybody. Okay, how's this? Um, Better? Jack Spade is singing something. Oh, I see his avatar moving. Okay. All right. So number one, unfortunately, women are not going to black women are not going to get a monolithic answer from black men concerning relationships, marriage, and stuff like that. Because we've got black men on YouTube, the content creators or folks that jump on the panel, they extend all the way from guys in their twenties, never been married, no children, all the way up to like Obsidian. For uh, 50 has no plans to get married, no children. Um, so it's going to run the whole gamut. So I think a lot of times black women are pretty much the answer that the guy gives you is the answer that the guy is giving you from his perspective. You're not going to get a monolithic answer uh, that sums up black men from, from 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 different people. Second point. Uh, interracial dating and marriage. I put my emphasis more on the marriage itself. It's still low here in the United States. We're still looking at, well, the marriage part, we're still looking at about 7%. And really that's dependent on your demographics. Out in California, the LA area, you're going to see a lot more interracial marriages and dating as opposed to out in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. So it's, it's not an epidemic as of yet. If it keeps going, yes. But we still got a long way to go before the sky is falling with black men marrying uh, non-black women. My last point, Concrete Rose, I know you still got that thing for the spade, man. It's all right. But j- just remember, even though you got a little age on you, you're still too young for me. Maybe in our next life we can, we can do a little something. But as of right now, still a tad bit too young for me. 
And that's my closing point. Well, damn, Concrete, why you ain't tell me, girl? Mm. You know, every time I jump on, she got something smart. To, oh, she got that thing for the spade, man. But it's all right. It's all right. That's what it is, Jack. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good Wednesday night. Have a safe uh, and prosperous Thursday. Take care. Thank you so much, Jack Spade. Yeah, Benjamin. Um, Chaos, you have been waiting for a while. What do you have? Uh, well, you know. Sure, Chaos, because we got to go eat. We tired, too. I know. I know. I'm, I don't really have nothing to say right now, to be honest with you. Thanks. Um, Chaos. I'm sending you like a cyber grandma pinch. So you just take that. Anywho, hey Benjamin, what's going on, love? Excellent, excellent. Um, there's a few things that I want to I'll, I'll try to sum this up as quickly as possible. Um, you asked MOT about love, the concept of love. Uh Chronicles of Judah 144 states that it's better to love my creators, by the way. Go ahead. I love Chronicles of Judah. Right. Don't fall in love because you don't want a man to fall in love and putting voodoo on him will make him fall in love with you and have him doing some crazy stuff. So you want him to love with your head. Lastly, there was one thing that um, Black Uru said that we, it's an it's an impossible task for us to, uh, how you say, get these chicks back in pocket. And I detailed this um, this concept. I got five points to get women back in pocket. Um, but I speak about that in detail on my channel. But anyway, number one is embargo. Number two is reconnaissance. Number three is set boundaries. Number four is to defend boundaries. And number five and six, but you can put them together, is negative and positive reinforcement. I, speak I like about that. that. Yeah. So if you implement all of these, we should be able to, um, you know, for those. Get some are, order. Right. I like you know, Benjamin, the issue I would have with what you describe it, those are all great ideas. I, I wouldn't argue against them uh, per se. Uh, and, and maybe things will change. Uh, hopefully things will change. I, I think though, you know, and, and BGS does a good job of describing this, so I won't, uh, won't presume to be able to make more eloquent arguments than he has. I mean, but but when there, you say there, it, there are too many there there are too many structural issues. They're, they're legal, they're, they're judicial, okay. I, I, I they're, they're governmental. So but, so but my my point is grassroots level. All right, come on. No no, and I'm and, and again, I, and I appreciate what you're saying. And I, I'm again, I'm not making any I argument hear what against those. Argument is, I, I guess my counter argument is that black men are probably at best five percent of the electorate. Okay. Which means, well, which, means which means, can I can I finish my statement? Which means that it will be very difficult to impose our will upon changes to the structural issues that enable, unfortunately, the lesser nature of our women. So yes, on an individual, personal level, what you describe makes total sense. And, and I'm sure, given the right combination of circumstances, it, it will work. But the problem is when you have structural issues. When you, you said you said structural issues and legislation like three times. We get that. Is there any other further but, things that you would like to but, bring? But, 
Wait, to bolster that because you, you, you said you said legislation. Uh, like uh, I, 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 I say, hey, hey, this is closing thoughts, not uh reopening debates. So um let's get final thoughts and let's keep it pushing because we gotta go. Yeah, because they gotta eat, man. Mm-hmm. Slay's gotta eat it. Slay's gotta get some. I'm, I'm, I get that. I get that. But my closing thoughts would give your sons to their fathers. Okay, but if he lacks agency That's and he's right. too impotent or cowardly, if you if you give your sons change, to your if you give your sons to your fathers, you have at least a puncher's chance. If he feels and you, too you have at least. Why is he quarreling with me? How about this? We thank you guys for your final thoughts. Um, right. We try to have panels that don't get um, into um, an area of where it's disrespectful. So we like for everybody to have their say. But this was final thoughts. Like I said, this wasn't um, for uh, another discussion. So My apologies. Um, yeah, that's all. I, I just, say. I just, I just disdain weakness. That's all. Well, my okay. apologies. I apologize to you too. <laughs> oh my God. We totally understand. We thank you so, so much. Um, MOT, <laughs> I, I appreciate you, ladies. Time, I do. Thank, Thank you, you so all much. for coming up. We appreciate it. And we do, um, uh, you know, like we understand that we'll all have different perspectives. We just like to keep it respectful. Thank each and every one of you for your contribution. This was very good dialogue. And um, thanks for your support as well. All right, cool. Uh, shout out to Andrew, man. Thanks for coming out, coming out to the panel and, and to the discussion. Thank you all for having me on. You guys thanks. have a really nice day. Thank you. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Well, we hope to see you guys back here on Sunday, um, where we should probably have another very exciting topic. So we'll see you guys on Sunday. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a great night. Bye. Have a good one.